solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talk and news podcast. I am John, some sports guy, Hickman. Happy to be back to discuss the Houston Texans with you guys, the listeners. Before we get into the Texans and the NFL, the NBA draft GOAT, Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. The Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Bill Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow the Locked On NBA on YouTube today or watch our live coverage today at 7 p.m. Eastern. And I do not do this show by myself. Cannot do this show by myself. Day two of training camp has begun. And day one, Cody was there. What's going on, man? Welcome in. And for this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to take a look at some of the biggest takeaways from day one of training camp, which took place on yesterday. And then we're going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans. Looking at the trade, it's official. Randall Cobb went back to Green Bay. So we're going to break that trade down for the Texans and just give y'all guys some quick news and notes of what's going on with the Houston Texans as we prepare for day two today. But of course, we're going to open up this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans with the bizarre, crazy, sad day that was with Deshaun Watson because on yesterday, Everyone was a better man saying that Deshaun Watson would not take the field, but ladies and gentlemen, he did. And for someone who was there, bizarre is an understatement to say the least. Yeah, Watching. looks like he's coming back to play quarterback, safety, running back, receiver, <laughs> take swing passes, drop back and coverage. Deshaun's ready to do everything to get the hell up out of town, huh? Man, he's doing everything. First and foremost, you know, the day started with Nick Casario saying that Deshaun Watson is not a distraction. And maybe that's true internally, you know. I'm pretty sure, and I had an opportunity to see Deshaun Watson um, socialize with some of his teammates. And maybe, you know, because he has somewhat of a good relationship with a lot of these guys on this roster, maybe that is true. But externally, Deshaun Watson is a huge distraction. When Deshaun Watson walked out there, of course, everybody was like, is he going to participate in practice? He did, but he only participated in warmups and individual workouts. Every time the Texans went 11 on 11 and had situational drills going on, Deshaun Watson was sitting there on the sideline. Deshaun Watson was was taking a knee watching from afar. But during the first half of that practice, the one positive about Deshaun Watson being out there that he was actually engaging and having conversations with his teammates. I had an opportunity to see him have a lengthy conversation with Mark Ingram. There was one part during the training camp period. I don't remember what drill it was, but it seemed like he was giving Davis Mills pointers which is something I'm very happy to see. Because if there is anybody in this quarterback room I want to see Davis Mills getting advice from, it's not Tyrod Taylor. It's Deshaun Watson. But the second half. Can I say something? Oh, go, go right ahead. The second half. 
you know, you mentioned that he's not a distraction. I mean, he is a distraction. And, and I'll say Ex this. Ex externally, you know, Nick Casario say he's not a distraction internally. So, and, and like I mentioned, maybe he's not because I'm pretty sure he still has good relationships with right. everyone's on that roster. I think the media has made Deshaun Watson more so of a distraction, at least as of yesterday, mm -hmm. right? You know he's not going to answer any questions. You know he's not going to come to the media stand. You know David Cully is going to avoid questions. You know Nick Casario is going to give you the textbook. Patriot, he's, he's a guy that came from a, a team where in 20 years they had several scandals. Nothing he looks like, so he's not going to talk to you about what's going on with Deshaun. They're going to do what they do. We've known this for a while now. And what I'm what I'm saying is Houston is making – the Houston media, for the large part, is making Deshaun a distraction because – they're choosing to focus on him. And some of those media members seem like they're taking it personal. But you had the entire first day of training camp to focus on, hey, Casario, hey, Cully, um, who do you have the most confidence in as a group right now? Why is why why is Titus Howard getting left, uh, left guard snaps right now instead of the tackle or right guard side? Why is he on the right side? You know, how promising is this wide receiver group? There are so many things that could have been asked. And for them to spend that much time with Deshaun, with Casario already gave you guys the blueprint of what you're going to get at the beginning of the day, that's what made a distraction. And that's in my opinion. I, I, you're not going to be wrong. Everybody will have their own feelings and opinions, Cody. But on me, on my end, the media made that. Largely part to Houston's media made that more of a distraction yesterday, the day one, than Deshaun did. We knew he was going to show up. And once we found out he was on the field, okay, he's on the field. What is he doing? Made the joke earlier. He's playing with the running back scout team, uh, safety, uh, taking swing passes. Okay, I mean, whatever. But they, they focus on it way too much. And, you know, but that had been my problem that I mentioned early in the week. Can we not focus so heavily on Deshaun Watson? Well, there are so many other things that this team could be uh, that can be discussed with this team. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, you're good. Some of the things that we are going we are going to discuss, you know, other things that happened during day one. You know, one of the major things that I really want to talk about is Nico Collins, but we're going to save that for the second segment. But what made the Deshaun Watson situation even worse was watching him being used as a safety for the, for a scout team. And at that very moment, I'm not going to say I felt sorry for Deshaun, but at least the first half of practice on yesterday, he was being engaging with his teammates. But when he had to put that number 23 jersey on, the man just stood there with his head down. And it was a very sad sight to see from Deshaun Watson's standpoint, from the Houston Texans standpoint. Um, and by the way, I do want to make this point really quick before I give it back to you. Everyone who's bashing the Texans for having Deshaun out there, I want you to keep that same energy when talking about Deshaun. Because Deshaun Watson is part of the reason why there's this big circus going on in training camp right now. If he, and I'm not saying that he's guilty or innocent, but if he did not find himself in a situation like he did with these allegations stacked up against him, once again, don't know if it's true or not, he will be already gone. And as for the Houston Texans side of things, if they would have kept their promise to Deshaun or at least acted in a way as an organization that got their stuff together, they would not be in the situation where they're in right now departing from Deshaun. 
it's a lot going on. Day one of training camp was an entire mess with the whole Deshaun Watson situation. But like I mentioned, John, there are some good that, that I was able to take away from day one. But this whole entire Deshaun Watson stuff, I'm hoping they don't have him go out there no more. Uh, nah, nope. What did I say on yesterday's show? I said, you know, what I'm looking for out of Deshaun, I, I didn't expect for him to talk at all. I was still looking for him to go out there and be with his boys. You know, because uh, I'm actually two, two for two. I also said Houston was going to pay between three to four million on Renacop's contract, and that's what happened. Can't wait to talk about that. But I just knew that uh, he would go out there and be interactive because he could have just shown up and stayed to the side and did completely nothing. But we saw the videos of him and Lonnie Johnson dapping each other up. Uh, as you mentioned, him giving some pointers to Davis Mills, the rookie third-round quarterback, but, out but, there being inactive in, in with the team. But I so do I like think that. I think it would have been better if they never put him as a safety or a running back for the scout team. That's what he made put the twenty three. What would that bizarre? We call him Michael Jordan in the, in the field. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think if anything, like I say, it was good the first half of training camp. You know, after you accepted the fact that okay, Deshaun is not going to get any kind of reps um, when they go eleven on eleven. He just went out there just to get a good sweat in. That was okay, especially watching him. To your point, John, watching him engage with his teammates but i would much rather see deshaun watson either not there staying in the back ha hold, holding his own individual workout than watching him being used as a scout team that was an I'll embarrassment for that man I yeah I, I can see i can see how that's an issue but <laughs> let me say this because it can kind of connect to your point people are going back and forth on whether or not david cully's comments on if he's if he was already here, then he participate in the eleven on eleven drills. Because remember, he didn't participate in the eleven on eleven drills mm -hmm. as a quarterback. And and David Cully said, "Well, once he's here, he'll see what we're about, and we can go on from there." I'm gonna tell you this, man. Watson got his own ass in this trouble, so he exactly. got to get his own ass out of it. And I like that. A couple of things, man. I'm three for three. What I said yesterday, Sean. I want to see how David Cully is going to finally. React because we knew the slew of questions were going to come in about Deshaun Watson and that little quote right there. Hey, I don't feel bad for Deshaun going out and play safety. You should have been here. You didn't want to be here. You decided to show up today. We, we thank you for that. And we even see that your energy is different from what most people thought, right? Most people thought he was going to just show up and just be there, but he was out there being somewhat active. But for Cully, hey, I'm putting my foot down right now. You want to come on and take first team, second team, third team, uh, third string snaps? You need to be here. Those those guys been here. Tyrod been here. Driscoll been here. Uh, Mills been here. We know how great you are. We know when, the moment you stepped on that field, you were the best player on the field. We understand that, but you made me look like a clown, okay? And I'm all about business right now. Come around some more. We'll get you active. And honestly. I like that, you know. Maybe maybe it'll do something. I don't think it'll do anything different to the de to determine whether or not Deshaun stays. We know that's far gone. But I like I like that because that was his first taste of adversity. Because the season is here. This isn't the off season anymore. The season is here. That was his first taste of adversity. I thought he passed. 
with every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only cost $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And continuing with this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans, we are still reviewing everything that took place during the first day of Texans practice. Everyone knows the Deshaun Watson thing overshadowed everything that went on on yesterday's practice. But what I do want to say is this. Nico Collins, this guy as a rookie is ready. I'm not too sure if he's going to be starting alongside Brandon Cooks come week one of the regular season, but at some point, he's going to take over as the clear-cut number two receiver. What are some and, of the things you saw out of Nico? Well, first off, I saw a guy who looked like he is ready to play NFL football. And yes, I know Nico Collins did not play his final year at Michigan, but from what I saw on yesterday, that might not be a problem. And the biggest thing that I love that I saw from Nico Collins didn't even have to do with the catches that he was making. Didn't even have to do with the routes that he was making out there on the football field. It was the fact that it appears that the Houston Texans and this coaching staff is giving a rookie a fair chance, a fair opportunity to go out there on the football field and see what he can do as a rookie. John, you remember, after we departed from Bill O'Brien, you brought in a new general manager, a new head coach, and you revamped his whole entire coaching staff. One of the main things I wanted to see in training camp was to see whether or not they were going to let a rookie get reps with the first team, get reps with the second team. And as you remember, John listeners, when Bill O'Brien was here, there was only a handful of rookies that had an opportunity to go out there and, and let's say start day one. I mean, hell, Bill O'Brien was a little bit hesitant to put Deshaun Watson out there as a rookie day one. There's only a handful of players that, that was able to do that. Nico Collins on yesterday got reps with the first team. He got reps with the second team. He called passes from Tyrod Taylor. He called passes from Davis Mills. 
But I think the difference between what we saw specifically last year and what we're going to get this year, Houston drafted players this year that they absolutely need to play in some capacity. The insurance policy of Davis Mills. Uh, Nico Collins, when you look at losing with Will Fuller, Randall Cobb is now gone, Brandon Cooks is around, but everybody else on this roster receiver can have their spot taken. And then Brevin Jordan is another player where I think he's just very dynamic. Some saw him as the second best tight end out of this draft, and you can see why he's very talented. We look at his college tape. So uh, I, I like what this rookie class could possibly be aside of Davis Mills. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because I know we're only going to get a handful of him, a sample size of what Davis Mills can and can't be unless something happens with Tyron Taylor going down or if Deshaun wakes up one day and say, hey, I know what, I want to stay uh, at least for one more year. But, Cody, yesterday you were at training camp and I want guys to remember that Marcus Cannon and Taylor Lane did start training camp on the PUP list, which could be a reason why Titus Howard was getting snaps at left guard. But did you get the sense of whether or not they're trying to experiment to see if this is actually going to be the best uh, rotation, not rotation, but the best lineup with him at left guard, Larry Tunsil at left tackle for this offensive line unit? I'm not too sure, and it's a little bit unfortunate that I did not get an opportunity to ask those questions so we could fully see, but it might have been more so that Lane Taylor wasn't there. Um, Titus Howard did get some snaps. Well, matter of fact, it seems like he was split between left guard and right tackle, but every time he went to left guard, I do want to point out that during OTA periods, and we had an opportunity to talk to James Campen. James Campen did talk about experimenting with several guys on that offensive front. And maybe, just maybe, day one of training camp was him experimenting to see whether or not Titus Howard is a fit at left guard. And it's kind of hard to see how much of that statement is true because not only, as you mentioned, Lane Taylor wasn't there, but Marcus Cannon wasn't there. And remember, Canning is part of the main reason why we thought we was going to see a position change because both Cannon and Titus Howard are both starting caliber players at right guard. With both of those guys in, you knew for a fact that Titus Howard was going to have a position change. And we all thought officially that that position change was just going to be him sliding down to right guard. That is something I'm going to keep my eye out on. I'm definitely going to look and see if that is still the case on today. But depending on how long Marcus Cannon and Lane Taylor will be out will let me know whether or not that was James Campen experimenting with something new with Titus Howard or just Titus Howard filling in as a filler because Lane Taylor and Marcus Cannon wasn't there. So I'm curious to know, you know, aside of the quarterback group, I think that's something that we can kind of save when we get more into training camp. But the Texans brought in three new running backs. The Texans now have, what, 11 or 12 wide receivers on their depth chart. The Texans also have a bunch of new offensive linemen, you know, and a new offensive line coach. So let's stay on the offensive side of the ball. What unit looked the best considering all of the new faces? Because 
You know, I was I was able to catch some of Mark Ingram, and Mark Ingram looked good yesterday at training camp as well. Philip Lindsay also looked good as well. I didn't have an opportunity to study the running back group as much on yesterday. I do plan on doing that today, but I would say I was very impressed by the wide receiver core. Look, we just finished talking about Nico Collins. Brandon Cooks is like a guy, first and foremost, you can tell by the way he has taken that core and he is without a doubt the leader of the wide receiver core. And he should be because he's the yes. top tier veteran of that core. Um, can Chris I say Conley, something into Brandon Cooks point? I like how he set the tone. I am not answering any Deshaun Watson questions. And then he, what did he do after that? Nico Collins does not look like a rookie in this league. That's a goddamn good leader right there. Excuse my language. <laughs> oh, no, 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 man. I you know why I like well. that? Because it shows that football is here. And I keep saying it. He's worried about what's happening to the X's and O's on his football field. This is the second time he's he's endorsed Nico Collins. And for him to say, I'm not answering any Deshaun Watson questions, boom, cut that off. And then after that, endorsing this rookie, yo, man, that's that's huge for that's a that's great for Nico Collins. That means a veteran in this league that has played with the likes of who? Watson last year, Brady before, uh Drew Brees have recorded a thousand yards in this in this league. Several times. That means you're earning his respect. I love it. You and me both, but going back to, you know, what the wide receiver group did on yesterday, I actually saw Kiki QT make a couple great passes. It seemed like he had a little extra pep in his step. I don't know if it was because of the trade of Randall Cobb, but he had a little extra pep in his step. And before moving on, I do want to point out that I did have a great opportunity to see Anthony Miller, the Texans' new wide receiver that they got in a trade from the Chicago Bears. Didn't see him on the field too much, but the time that I did, he looked very good. My favorite part of the day he actually was the highlight of the day for me and i wish i had an opportunity to record it but i did not have my phone on me at the time he caught a terrific pass over db shaheem carter it was a very great day overall john i know it was day one i'm loving what i am seeing from this wide receiver core as of right now yeah i think they may be the most impressive man honestly at least in training camp not in terms of translating it to the regular season but during training camp, they may be the most impressive group because offensive linemen never gets the looks and love that they get. You know, they should get, rather, so we know how that goes. And I think the running back group is going to be expected to do what it's going to do because of how the offense is expected to be this year. Brandon Cooks also said that Anthony Miller, that boy can play. He's shifty. He can put it. He can put his foot on the ground and make a guy miss. So I think the story of the day on a positive side is the leadership of Brandon Cooks, and the energy of David Cully. That, that guy was energetic. You know, in, a, in his press conference, he said things like energy, positive. He said all those good things you want to hear several times within two run-on sentences. But he's absolutely excited to be there. And I think that's something that, you know, should be talked about a little bit more than number four. That's just my opinion. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. That's what I want to tell you about. Baseball is in full swing. NFL is getting ready to get kicked back up. Money is to be made. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Bet online is your online sports book experts. 
Betting on the Houston Texans doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Before we leave out of today's show, it's very important to discuss the details of the trade that went down officially yesterday. Randall Cobb will be going back home. Did you see his 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 his, his video? The just hold on, you're going home. Mm-hmm. He dropped the whole video, and and you know, congratulations to him, man. Mm-hmm. But Green Bay wanted to bring Randall Cobb back for Aaron Rodgers. That was one of his requests for his last dance. They agreed to a deal with Houston that was definitely a win-win. Green Bay gets one of their guys back. The Texans get a six-round pick. Also, Houston is expected to pay $3 million of Cobb's salary, which is something that I hinted at. Uh, I didn't believe that they would get banged over the head by paying $5 million of that contract, but I saw three or four getting paid by Houston. And so they get rid of that contract, uh, the totality of it. They're going to save about $5 million this year. Cobb turns 31 next month, so they're getting younger, and the old are getting out of town. And you get a six-round draft pick back after trading a fifth-round draft pick for 2022. So uh, I think this was another great move by Nick Casario. He's done he's done deals this offseason, a lot of transactions for this team, right? Some of them have been questionable. But he's got deals like this with his home run. Like, great, great job. This is exactly why Houston brought you in. Bill O'Brien would never be able to get this done. Bill O'Brien would have paid six million of that contract. Five to six million. He would have been the one to get fleeced. But, I mean, like like Jay-Z said, what more can – are you not entertained? What more can I say? What more can Nick Casario say? But I'm not really here to lose games. I'm not really here to have a red shirt year. I'm not really here to suffer in silence because of what the last guy did. I'm going to make moves and do the best I can. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers, too, man, for making it known that he wanted his guy back that allowed Houston to – you know, make the move, knowing that it was going to go down. But I love this move by Nick Casario to get off of that contract. I do too, John. You know me. I was actually hoping that the Texans had an opportunity to fleece the Packers. You know, the other day I was in, I was on this show joking that maybe they could get a third or a fourth. And I knew that was unrealistic. But, you know, it was always fun just to think about the possibility of the Texans actually fleecing someone. But, John, you know, once again, you're looking at this from a financial standpoint. I'm looking at it for from a roster standpoint. Like I just mentioned on yesterday, I saw a guy in kiki cutie you know it's because of the randall cobb trade he might have a realistic opportunity to not only make the 53-man roster but actually be a contributor throughout the season you could say the same thing for anthony miller um once again going back to the rookie nico collins you know randall cobb did not need to be on this team in 2021 He's getting up there in age. He needs to go somewhere where he can actually compete for a Super Bowl. And of course, you know, there's not too many teams in this league like Green Bay who has a better chance of getting to the Super Bowl and winning the entire thing, especially with you having Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Um, But 
kudos to Nick Asirio. I'm loving that this guy has done everything possible to try to undo the bad deals made by Bill O'Brien. And John, to your point, and what I've been saying for this entire offseason, Nick Asirio may not have been the general manager that we wanted, especially by the way the Texans went about things. And, you know, it seemed like it's going to cost the Texans Deshaun Watson in the long run, but he is definitely the general manager that the Texans needed. Trading Randall Cobb to Green Bay will leave Houston with $5 million dead money in 2021 and $2 million dead money 2022, but $4.3 million net cap savings for this year. So, you know, I can see a situation, and I, and I mentioned this last week a couple of times, actually. I can see a situation where, you know, Casario is he's trying to load up some money for either when it's time to move on from the Sean Watson contract or have some money if you need to make more moves to improve this roster. And that's why this training camp would probably be the most important training camp since 2017. Maybe, just maybe he's trying to free up enough money to make a deal and pay Xavier Howard. He officially so, demanded a trade. I'm just throwing it out I, there. I think, no, that's a, that's a great – listen, that's because once he gets here, he's going to want a contract uh, reconstructed. And this is home, too. Care of. This is home, this too, is so he's he's doing something. We we all have our own speculations, but I do think there's going to be a big move in play before week one. Now, whether that's Deshaun Watson getting traded, whether that's wherever he's traded to, what we get back and have to rework some deals, or whether that's just getting ready to make moves throughout this preseason and also throughout this preseason before we get to week one to improve this roster. Because I think you and I can agree that there isn't a a quarterback in this draft that we can say, man, we got to go get him. B, we don't believe Nick Casario is going to take a season at all. So he's going to improve this roster, and he's already did it. The Anthony Miller trade was, I think, was good for Houston. Getting rid of Renner Cobb was good for Houston. And he's done some things that was absolutely great for Houston for this season. Cody will continue to keep you guys updated with all the training camp news but i'm john some sports guy hickman follow us on twitter at locked on texans and like us on facebook take time out of your day to follow me on twitter at some sports guy all you new subscribers and followers we see y'all man i love it let's get busy and as always i'm your host cody davis please remember to follow me on twitter at cody davis underscore 24 once again that's cody c-o-t-y d-a-v-i-s underscore 24 until next time ladies and gentlemen peace you are locked on texans your daily podcast on the houston texans part of the locked on podcast network your team every day